welcome back, Clinnies, to season two, episode three. Episode um, three. We have some special content in store for you today. <laughs> some very um, important content. Very, very important content for an upcoming thing. Uh, but let's start with hot topics. Hot topics. Well, today um, the Chiefs play the Baltimore Ravens for the play in the playoffs, so that's all over everything. But specifically, why I bring it up is because we've talked about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey last Mm -hmm. uh, season, and I saw a couple videos. I saw it last week whenever they played the Bills. Of I think someone was like burning a Taylor Swift face or something like Bills fans like burning Taylor Swift faces or something like that. The hate, I swear. (laughs) <laughs> what a, I can't. But um, today I saw some some guy outside of Target, and he makes this video. <laughs> I'm not gonna make fun of this guy too much, but he makes this video, and his little voice is just the most. But um, anyway, he bought a Taylor Swift vinyl record. Walks outside. He's like right outside the doors of Target. And is like, this is what I think of you or something and like smashes the record and he's wearing a Ravens jersey. And it's well, just, honestly, I don't think she cares. You just bought her record. All I she still think, made money. Like, Thanks for the money. But um, I just that's so I don't get it. Like I can't believe me. I, yeah. I'm a very anti-Chiefs person. I'm a Raiders fan. So I also mm-hmm. don't want the Chiefs to win. But None of that shit is Taylor Swift. Like it's just so annoying yeah. to me. And all I can think is even like have her love life. Fucking patriarchy. Is every time. Jeez. Um, did you see that? I think it was the New York Times article about No, um, tell me more. How well, you know how it's all over. The that one guy at the whatever award show made that joke about how often she the NFL shows her during the games and that's all anyone was talking yeah. about. It's, oh my yeah. God, I just want to watch football. I don't want to watch mm-hmm. you on screen so many times. And um, Because they just upped your ratings by even having her there. Dude, so seriously. chill. Um, but the New York Times did a thing and apparently during the like three something hours of this one very specific game or maybe it was on average – She's shown Mm -hmm. during the entire time of that three something hours, she's shown for on average 25 seconds for the entirety. Okay. So not that much. 25 seconds. They show random fans 25 seconds. Yeah. You know who I'd like to see less most of the time during those games? The fucking owners. Like if they, (laughs) I mean, I'm a Raiders fan, but if I have to stare at Mark Davis and his stupid haircut for so frequently during the Raider games, then you know what? Nah. Show Taylor Swift. Actually, cut to wherever Taylor Swift is during this Raider games, please. Or when they're having their coaching moments, which I find so comical, when they're like, okay, guys, stand firm. Hold the line. Do your best. Like these weird <laughs> coaching Do things. Do they say like, that? Do your best. Uh, yeah. Do your best. You guys got this. If you watch that, I mean, this is a little bit tailspin off of this topic, but um, I used to watch the NBA games with mm. my, my in-laws and my in-law pointed it out to me and he was like, Hey, listen to how they coach. And it was the same thing. Just do better. Do better. (laughs) Put your hands up. I could be uh, a coach. Do better. Move around. You know what? Speaking of (laughs) football, um, you know what I love? Do you ever watch the videos of when certain players are like mic'd up? Yes. Oh, I love it so much. It's the best ever hearing them all mic'd up and 
all their weird comments that they're making, like, oh, another squad. Here we go. Yes. (laughs) I love it so much. There was one video I saw a while back and he was, it was the player and he was on the bench and he kept being like, where's my mom? I can't see my mom. Like, and he was like talking to other players, like, you guys see my mama? I can't find her. And it's so cute. I loved it so much. Um, Oh my gosh. All right. Anyway, narcissists. Um, or speaking the, of Taylor Swift, I know uh, I was about to skip over it, but yeah, no, let's get into it. So I think a little bit maybe of a trigger warning, I guess, but that what's new and what's coming up that happened in the last like maybe week or two, I can hear a little pause in the background um, is uh, I don't know. I think they found who it was, but someone created apparently it's called AI art, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what they created was AI images of, I believe, because I have will not and have not seen the images themselves, but I read what mm. other people said about it. And it's AI images of Taylor Swift being sexually assaulted. And um, I just find that incredibly disturbing. Yeah. I don't even really know how to talk about it. Um, it's kind of, insane honestly um the fact that i guess i guess we all should have assumed that that was gonna happen because of fucking course it was Mm. not taylor swift but i mean the idea that that would happen anyway um but it's just horrible yeah Um, well i mean sexual assault in and of itself is a really dangerous and and important topic to cover Mm -hmm. alone but now we're reducing her to this kind of treatments like she didn't do anything to deserve any of this yeah that's crazy and i think that i mean it gets wild with celebrities anyways because they start doing like people like threaten to kill people and stuff it's wild yeah. death threats for celebrities just wild but i saw a couple of because of course a couple of men with headphones um speaking into microphones talking about mm-hmm. how it's not people are making way too big of a deal out of that and oh my um, gosh you know it's fake but The thing that I'm very concerned about um, in regards to this new, like, conception of AI and being able to create these, I guess, fake, but they're real images. They may not Mm -hmm. be real people, but the images that we're seeing are very real and our brain is Mm -hmm. taking them as reality because they're photographs. They look like photographs. Um, Or real people. Yeah. They look look real. And the very dangerous – um, arena that we are about to enter into is what will and will not be illegal. And I think about it in the child protective brain mm. because um, I've had They could easily which- say – Images of children are AI created. Exactly. And then how can you track stuff like that? Where my brain, it's, I have, I hate my brain, but that's immediately where I went is the dangers oh, of my if, goodness. We, if we label this, if we don't set the precedence that this should be illegal, then yeah. what, the, the consequence of that is extremely dangerous. So will it be illegal if some strange person creates mm-hmm. an AI image mm-hmm. of child pornography mm-hmm. and it's not even a real child. You can't track it. You can't. AI. Is it a crime? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now my mind is spinning. Sorry, with all of sorry this for stuff. ruining everyone's day, hey. but yeah, but it's bum, true. Bum. <laughs> that's exactly right. where I went. 
Yeah. They so. can't even, uh, I know AI is becoming very important in the school systems mm-hmm. right now where they're trying to figure out a way to not allow people to use AI to create um, content for their classrooms. Oh, like write yeah. essays chat for them, do all this stuff, yeah. chat GBT, yeah. all this stuff. How are they planning on keeping up with all of this new technology and the advancement of it? Because it's now it's moving faster than crime. Yeah. Wasn't it that guy? And I think this happened months ago. We might have even talked about this, actually. Uh, the guy who created AI or like was one of the one of the initial people basically like quit and retired from working and then said, made statements like, I've made a horrible mistake. Oh, my god! I think gosh. I saw that I in the news a few that. months ago. I'll have to look it up and send it to you. Wow. But, and it was just very like for- dark foreshadowing of like, wait, what? <laughs> so I've seen people do interviews who have left big industries. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe them might not be a good idea, but like big industries that we're very familiar with mm-hmm. technology wise, I've seen some scary stuff come out about that. But anyways, that's. Oh, I just found really it. Sorry. Dark. I did just find it. Jeffrey Hinton called the godfather of AI, had been working with Google for a decade, recently quit his job so that he could warn the world about the dangers of AI. Oh, Damn. my gosh. <laughs> so he's basically telling us, like, hey, get I made ready. a huge mistake. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, Pretty scary. I mean, Pretty scary stuff. That's going to mean an advancement in social work practice. There has to be. We mm-hmm. can't live in the Stone Ages and keep up with child abuse and neglect in this way. Exactly. Ooh, all right, shake that off. Shake that topic. off. Whew, okay, yeah. To, yeah, Today's to an topic? even easier topic. <laughs> <laughs> Narcissists. Hey. Love it. I know. Love it. They're Do, everywhere, apparently. I know. And that's, I, we bring this up because I feel like it's all over my TikTok. Everywhere I see, it's, you know, mm-hmm. my ex is a, tar- everyone's ex is a narcissist, <laughs> is what I keep seeing. Everyone's mom is a narcissist. Everyone's wow. <laughs> kid. Like, yeah. On my TikTok, it's everyone's mother. And yeah, I'm it's, like, oh, it's moms okay. and ex-boyfriends for sure. Um, yeah. It is very interesting. And then one, what is the one thing I hear a lot? Like a narcissist with a victim complex. That's a very popular mm. um, phrasing. But isn't that, isn't that part of a narcissistic Victimization is a narcissistic yeah. symptom. So Trade. yeah, I think it is interesting to, to to verbalize it like that. But it does sound very smart. It's very true. It almost gives it. me that same it always get almost gives me that same vibe when people say like, oh, you have major depression with anxious distress. Oh Jesus. Just say you're just say you got anxiety. Just say it. Just, <laughs> I don't get it. Weaponization of therapeutic language is also oh, dangerous. Well, <laughs> what I would like to start with is the story okay. of narcissus. And I, that's hard to say. Nar, nar, <laughs> narcissus. Are you about to take me on another journey? Like Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go. Let's go to Greek mythology. That's what it is. Ooh, nar- for 100, please. Narcissus. I think that's how you say it. Um, okay. So uh, Greek mythology, obviously there's different tales, you know, it's not, this Mm -hmm. is exactly what happened type of thing. There's several different versions of kind of the same story. Basically, Narcissus was a hunter known for his beauty, but he rejected advances from everybody that fell in love with him. And one day fell in love and was absolutely infatuated with his reflection in a pool of water. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's a couple oh. different versions of the ending of this. Either he drowned himself by like trying to get to himself through the pool of water or he beat on his chest because he was so in dis- in such despair that he couldn't be with the one that he loved because the one that he loved was his reflection. Um, or he killed himself because he was kept away from what he desired. But either way, that's actually where we get the, the, the phrase narcissist is based off of this true Greek, you know, true, quote unquote, true Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. Pretty, pretty cool. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So interesting, but the concept of narcissism is really just it's thousands of years old, this idea of someone mm-hmm. being like so self-obsessed. Um, according to the DSM, the easiest definition is narcissistic personality disorder, NPD, mm-hmm. is a pattern of grandiosity, need for admiration, and a lack of empathy. Just like Narcissio or whatever his name is. Yeah. He wanted all, Narciss- all Narciss- that attention. Okay. <laughs> So pretty much with that content or yeah. with the definition of that, everyone is a narcissist in some way, right? Well, well, that's what Freud thought for sure. <laughs> um, it is interesting. Um, I think realistically it, it just goes to the pattern of behavior and how you kind of act, how you I use guess. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. So for us in our like careers and our, you know, psychoanalytic type of lifestyle that we live, the earliest mm-hmm. descriptions of narcissism was in 1911. Otto Rank published mm. about it, and he connected it to self-admiration and vanity. So it is an interesting con- oh. it's an interesting concept. But it's I found, developed um, over time. Yeah, for sure, and I think it expa- okay. hugely expanded too. Mm-hmm. Um, Freud, I uh, to even <laughs> sorry. God, to even bring that dude up. Oh, my um, gosh. Freud published a paper. It's not my favorite paper. Called Narciss- On Narcissism, an Introduction. I just – let me – let me okay. – let me read this paragraph because it's, it's interesting. But the term narcissism is derived from the clinical description and was chosen by Paul Naki, I think is how you pronounce it, in 1899 mm-hmm. – to denote the attitude of a person who treats his own body in the same way in which the body of a sexual object is ordinarily treated, looks at it, hmm. um, that is to say, strokes it and fondles it till he obtains complete satisfaction through these activities. Developed to this degree, narcissism has the significance of a perversion that has absorbed the whole of the subject's sexual life, and it will consequently consequently exhibit the characteristics which we expect to meet within the study of all perversions. Uh, uh, Yeah, the next paragraph, he also starts talking about homosexuality and how he, like, somehow links it to that. But Freud was obsessed with sex. I mean, we all, I mean, he's been widely discredited, but Mm -hmm. he did believe that pretty much everybody was narcissistic. And he hmm. project much? I mean, he thought everybody was narcissistic and that everyone was obsessed with sex. In a so. weird roundabout <laughs> way, I can see some of those characteristics manifesting in people with narcissism. Yeah. I mean, not okay. the height, like not, not the, 
the fixation on the sexual part, but like the way that they stroke the ego, the way mm-hmm. that they um, develop that over time. Mm-hmm. But man, that was a really descriptive paragraph right? you just read. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes further later on. Kernberg wrote in 67, he called it narcissistic personality structure. He the, hmm, he says there's three types. Normal, normal adult narcissism, normal infantile narcissism, and pathological narcissism. And I think it is interesting oh. because to a point, every fucking kid I've ever met was narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't every that healthy, some somewhat healthy child. Say that one more time, boy. Isn't that part of their growth and development? It is, exactly. is being well, able according to, to Freud, it is. Yes. True, true. Being insightful, all about me. I need to learn. I need to do this. I need Which to do that. Which is almost survival, realistically. Yeah. Um. So for children, it yeah, it is very like, um, what is it? Ed ego. What's the other one? Yeah. Super ego. Super ego. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense a little bit. Um. I don't know. In 1980, NPD was officially recognized in the third DSM. And then there was criteria established. And the criteria... Is there age limits for narcissism? Is Do you have to be I, a certain age? I don't believe... Let me just... Here, Look it up this. in the Let DSM. Me flip open this giant-ass book I got next to me. I bookmarked it. <laughs> NPD. If anyone following along at home, if you're in your DSM TR, DSM-5 TR, it's page 760. Oh, I like the DSM five TR because it has a really shiny cover to it, and it's, it's really so like pretty. Pretty, yeah, I like it a lot. It actually, re- <laughs> you know, what I think is interesting is it super. Have you ever read the big book for AA? No, Mm-mm. it reminds me of that book. It looks very similar. It's a lot thicker, but it just has the same like blue hue to it. So it just reminds me of that book. Um, I just like it's more inviting for me. Yeah. I know, like very calming, right? <laughs> Blue is very soothing. That purple was always like, oh. <clears throat> there's not exactly an age limit, but within the diagnostic criteria, uh, NPD says a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, that what I said earlier, need for admiration, lack of empathy, mm-hmm. beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts as indicated by five of the following. And then there's a list okay. of nine. I mean, it's just... So it's saying early adulthood, really. Yeah, and so that... I don't think there's like a true definition of what early adulthood means because I think that is based off of culture and, mm-hmm. you know, where you are geographically, where you are in the time, the timeline of this version of reality. So this is all very interesting yeah. because... In infancy and mm. children growing up, they all have this narcissistic tendency to to be all about themselves, mm-hmm. wanting to learn. That's just how they're growing, learning, surviving, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's interesting that they say early adulthood. Would that suggest that maybe these people haven't outgrown their childlike mentality and have taken it with them into adulthood because the insight level is not there very insightful for you. Pretty good. Um, I agreed. I think so. Um, I mean, psychoanalytics haven't been able to understand what mm-hmm. causes narcissism. There's no like true, you know, oh, here it is kind of thing. 
Um, they've done some scans and there are subtle differences in brain structure, but it, that's not enough to like fully mm. link it. What about trauma? There's, there is behaviors at a young age that aren't properly intervened in mm. can turn into narcissism. See? And then of course, the childhood trauma. When they talk about childhood trauma being linked to narcissism though, um, they talk about it more in the neglect because it's talk, referred to as rejection and a lack of support mm, is specifically linked. Yeah. So very interesting. Um, yeah. So when I see these TikToks that say, is my mom a narcissist? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, but has she been neglectful to you? And that's why you're starting to feel like your parent or your person is a narcissist. Just throwing that out. I don't know. Tough one. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's interesting too because it says that genetics can play a part of it. But Mm. another point, is is it nature or is it nurture? It could be both. I don't know. That's, it could be both. Oh my gosh, this is getting so deep. I, okay. <laughs> um, well, one thing I think is interesting. Well, I'm gonna have to do math really fast, and I'm so not good at math. Where's my AI? Um, I think I can do it. Hold on. Well, what I was gonna bring up is that they have the data, at least, says mm-hmm. that. Um, it's. I mean, obviously, it's impossible to know how many people have narcissism because, for one you kind of have to admit to your own behavior. So you have to read these questions. Like, let's say someone who's a true narcissist truly fits the criteria, but they're reading a question that says like, do you think too highly of yourself? I don't know what the fucking questions Mm -hmm. look like, but let's say it's Mm -hmm. that. I mean, a person with narcissism is going to be like, no, I think appropriately highly of myself. Yeah. Like they're not. So they would have to have some level of honesty. All of these narcissistic mm-hmm. people seem to have be, been not diagnosed by someone who's close to them instead of actually getting the diagnosis, right? Which honestly, arguably, probably might be more true. Who's going to know yeah. you better? So Than I don't, the people I mean, around tough. you. So uh, statistically speaking, in the US, the estimates are one, about one to 5%. Of the population. That sounds like not that many people, right? That's a lot of people. It's a fuck ton of people. Because when I thought like, oh, one to five percent, that's not that bad. And then I looked up the U.S. population and I was like, never mind. It's crazy huge. (laughs) It's like 300 something million people. (laughs) So statistically, it's ish about it could anywhere from like three to seven million people in the U.S. have narcissism. So yeah, oh maybe it is a lot of ex-boyfriends. Cue in that infomercial. Yeah. Are you struggling with narcissism? Well, Three to 5% of the population is struggling right? with it too. Well, I, they're not struggling. <laughs> they got it. They're doing great. They don't even know they have it. Right. Um, well, <laughs> one thing also that I loved to read was one article that said it's about uh, of the cases of narcissism, it's about 75% men. Well, Insert I wonder my why that is. Phase. Yeah. <laughs> All the girlfriends out there, the exactly. ex-girlfriend's like, I know my man's got it. He got it. Oh, golly. Yeah. Um, and then there's something called covert narcissism. Ooh, where tell me more about that. 
I, there's not a lot of definition, but basically it's people who like kind of know that they have narcissism. And so they just subtly alter their behavior. And I think the big, honestly, the biggest issue that I see with narcissism or when I see people complain about it or complain about it because others have it is more mm-hmm. of like how things are used and weaponized. People with manipulation. Narciss- yeah. People with mm-hmm. NPD are negatively impacting others. Not everyone, but a lot. Because if you don't learn your own behaviors, if you have NPD, mm-hmm. then you're not able to change certain things. And so you are, you're weaponizing certain language, you're manipulating people, you're gaslighting people, you know, you're just negatively impacting them. And it's funny because I always heard that Mm -hmm. people with narcissism, treatment doesn't work. That's what I heard too. Always heard that. Um, Is it There's not a specific type. Well, there, nah, depends. I think the biggest issue is going to be first that type of like admittance of do I have NPD? And number two, do I want to change anything about that? Mm-hmm. That's a big hur- – those are two very large hurdles to overcome before you even start treatment. That's true. So and sometimes I-, I feel like people are misdiagnosed also. So maybe it's not narcissism that they have. Maybe it's something else. And mm. they get diagnosed with something like that or along those personality disorder traits or, you know, those things like that. And then yeah. you, you – sh- yeah. I know I see it a lot in my practice. Mm-hmm. A lot of people – come in with the wrong diagnosis to me. I mean, to me anyways, but it's a struggle with treatment. You're not going to see any improvement in people that you misdiagnose. Yeah. Oh, very true. That's one thing. Well, and you bring up a really important point is that NPD overlaps with a lot of other disorders. Yeah. And so it's the same type of thing. Um, You know, unfortunately, whenever we are talking about um, even let's go like less of a scale, let's, let's go not serious personality disorders, but like depression and anxiety. When Mm -hmm. you recognize that you have those issues and then you start treatment, you're very focused on yourself because you're, you are going through treatment. You see someone Mm -hmm. once a week and you talk about yourself and you start to really observe your own behavior and you're really internally Mm -hmm. focused. And so that to someone else might look like narcissism because you're really focused on what you're doing and uh, yeah and like maybe. like for example creating boundaries with people in your life mm-hmm. cutting people out that are causing some of these depression and anxiety symptoms that are no longer healthy in your life mm-hmm. starting mm-hmm. to focus on your own inner goals and and reaching those inner goals might look like doing that on your own mm-hmm. and to that to the outside world you're right could look like someone with narcissistic tendencies yeah, because sure. I'm treating myself as a priority. Mm. Hmm. Yes. When you start prioritizing yourself, where's the line? What is narcissistic mm-hmm. behavior versus what is just acceptable and normal behavior? And it kind of seems like society makes the rules. You know. Yeah. Where we're yeah. at on the timeline, or maybe the the TikTok girlies are making the rules because I see these videos. And I'm like, oh all shit, that guy time. totally has narcissism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did what? I what? see all these videos like, how do you talk to a narcissist? And it's you like don't. all these things. <laughs> you just don't. All these different things that they come up with. And I'm exactly. like, well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, tough. 
Uh, well, the social worker in us probably be like, ooh, that sounds like a challenge. That sounds like yeah. something I can fix. That God. sounds like it's just covered up in trauma and I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. One thing I, I saw that was interesting about um, causes was two things that I haven't said yet. Um, overindulging children can cause narcissism. Supposedly. Uh, let's unpack that. Overindulging them, meaning like you're the weekend dad all the time? Or what does that mean? What I was thinking it meant was um, you ever meet those parents or you ever meet those people who have a sibling and the way that they talk about their sibling is like, oh, my mom thought my brother could never do any wrong and he was so spoiled. And it kind of makes me think of the videos where um, those mother-in-law videos where um, the new wife like hates the mother-in-law and – the the son won't stand mm. up to her and lets mom wear white to the wedding and has a oh. like almost an inappropriate relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's that type of like the where's the balance in the line on appropriate validation, reward, and support to a child versus um overindulging. Parent. Yeah. Helicopter okay. parent was specifically brought up in one of the articles that I read. They're always hovering. I mean, they're always wanting to be involved in every decision that their mm-hmm. child makes, even well through adulthood. So that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's, I think there's a balance to um, healthy support because not always is support healthy support um, accepting decisions by others. Healthy support does also need to be, hey, that wasn't a good choice. Mm-hmm. I can still support you, but, you know, that was a mistake. You did make a mistake. Let's get through that. Let's learn yeah. from that. That's what healthy support is. Not every decision you make is great and wonderful. Good job. That's unhealthy or support. Or let me make it for you. Let me mm-hmm. let me take away your ability to make decisions and I'll make it for you to mm-hmm. make it hard, less hard on you. Yep. Because you don't oh. deserve hard things. Nothing should be so hard you for you. Said, you said that the children that are treated that way are more likely to become narcissists. That's what the articles say. But they're just trying to really find links of what's cause or this idea of what can cause narcissism. Most of the things that I read about that linked it or linked anything to what results as NPD mm-hmm. feels like um, nurture because there's one thing Hmm. that says possibly it's genetics, but everything else that they write about is how kids are treated. Yeah. It's definitely your environment. So to me, if it's genetic or if it's not genetics and it's learned behavior, then can it not be unlearned behavior? I think that would require someone, again, Mm -hmm. to be in admittance to what they're actually going through. They have to identify it and say it what it is Mm -hmm. in order for treatment to be even effective. Yeah. There's no specific medication um, that directly treats NPD, but it says – everything says that it can't be cured but could be managed with talk therapy and medication. 
And then the talk therapy, I mm-hmm. mean, it's your stereotypical CBT, DBT. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think exposure therapy would be really good or rejection therapy would be helpful. Trauma um, therapy. Yeah. Someone I who mean, can get to the yeah, roots of some of that for sure stuff. figure out yeah. what happened. Um, but everything I read said that the basically the goal is to learn how to recognize mm-hmm. your own self-defeating behaviors and replace them. Because the reality wow. is this narcissistic personality disorder has self-defeating behaviors. Because although you have these grandiose thoughts of yourself, you're negatively impacting others and thus creating complexities for your life. Not having stable relationships Mm -hmm. because potentially people are identifying these red flags and breaking up with you, talking bad about you. You're not being successful Mm -hmm. at work. Like these self-defeating issues. I think it's really interesting too. Like when you mentioned red flags, when you see some of these TikToks, it's Mm -hmm. all it says is all the, he had all these red flags or she Mm -hmm. had all these red flags. Why do we, we don't have enough research out there to be able to treat effectively NPD Mm. or even if it's treatable or whatever, there's not a lot of connection out there yet. I feel Mm. like it's developing, right? Why is it that that's always a red flag? And then you look at something like depression and anxiety and there's a softness (gasps) for that. Or borderline personality disorder is so many issues with people like difficult relationships, intense relationships, emotionally overstimulated and overwhelmed. Borderline personality disorder has a lot of things that are based upon trauma too because it's a personality disorder, but there's no softness to that either. But depression and anxiety can affect people in the same way. Like my relationships. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. um, That was a huge unraveling. Um, But I would argue that there are certain types of disorders that we categorize as acceptable and unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Substance, substance use. Yeah. That would be if I, you know, that would be a red flag. You would identify that and you arguably would be like, oh, I'm not going to enter into a relationship with someone who's addicted to heroin. Yeah. Red but flag. then where did the heroin addiction start? We're not looking at the trauma. We're not mm-hmm. looking at the, mm-hmm. but not a lot it, of people have those minds like us. Yeah. And I mean, you also self-preservation also. Mm-hmm. Um, am yeah. I willing to enter into a relationship, you know, with someone that brings to the table here's all my fucking problems no you're right yeah i mean it's right you would self-preserve yeah because the risk is too high it is the reward is too little risk versus reward yeah Mm -hmm. that's how deep that was really good. <laughs> Damn. I'm going to think on that the rest of the – you know what? See? Nah. This is what happens. This is what happens to women and social workers is that it's like, oh, actually, 
they might have narcissism, but I'm the real asshole because I won't give them a chance. See, nah, no, 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 I'm not going deep into that anymore. I'm going backwards. I'm going to reverse it, reverse it. Some, some things just aren't fixable. You're right. There has to be a level of accountability for a person. I acknowledge I'm depressed. I acknowledge I have anxiety. I acknowledge yeah. I have narcissism. Narcissism. Mm-hmm. But if you don't acknowledge it, then yeah, red flag, self-preservation. Yeah. You need to make sure that you're capable of leaving a relationship that's like that and things of that nature. But well, and I think that kind of goes back into the the healthy support that I was referring to earlier. Yeah. Like, did you ever watch um what was that TV show with addicts? Um intervention. Oh um, yeah. And and the person who would lead that would say, like, no, you have to cut them off. Like mm-hmm. you have to have a hard line of, you know, you, you either can't go come get back. so and I mean there's there's a lot of different ideas when it comes to that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but though that that specific type of show had portrayed that, like that this was how you self-preserve and hold accountability. Mm-hmm. And what Second, is healthy and we, unhealthy support? Yeah. We can go into that for days, but I'll <laughs> tell, too long. tell those TikTok girlies out there. Yeah, Stay. probably your mom's a narcissist, Ooh. and so is your boyfriend. So Golly, I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah. <laughs> Stay alert, ladies. <laughs> uh, you know what? Spe- you know, I'm gonna end with this. Okay. Okay. I saw, and I don't. We I don't know even know if we ever talked about it, but there. I think it was around Thanksgiving. There was a guy who posted some video. Man, he got ate up over this, but he posted okay. a video about his wife uh, making a list. She was making a pumpkin pie and making a list of what she needed for it. And he went to the mm-hmm. grocery store. It was a whole thing. And I'm not going to get back into it. But from that, a bunch of people were stitching in because this guy purposefully didn't get something be- that he thought was necessary because she left it off of the list and he was going to teach her a lesson. And I, from that, a bunch of videos, I saw this incredible woman post into it and she gave such sound advice. And I must have, I probably say it every single day since I heard it. And she was like, ladies, beware the man that tries to teach you a lesson. And she was specifically re- in regards to relationships. Mm-hmm. And man, that one made me be like, oh. And it was very That's- like specifically talking about narcissists. I can see that. Yeah. It was like, what did she learn from that? You weren't trying to teach her a lesson. You were masking a lesson with a punishment. And you called it How confusing. Yeah. Word manipulation. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Just manipulating the situation. So people beware. If you see a narcissist. Yeah, just be careful out there. It's wild. (laughs) Just everybody just go to therapy. (laughs) Just go. We'll try our best, okay? Um, And that's a wrap for season two, episode three. Nice. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's topic. If you want to stay in the loop of anything new and exciting happening with this crazy duo, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Clinically Impressed. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to stay connected, stay hydrated, and always practice safe social work. Come on.